Win Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Well, you're trying to get me in trouble, Roger. But um, I, 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 jokingly aside, but but not. <laughs> you know, I got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech, and so I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what are we promoting to our student athletes, and then to go say those types of things. So I'm, I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, that's, a lot's been made about that. A lot's been made about a T-shirt being made. Let's not make this more than it is. Man, this is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it. We're proud to be part of the University of Texas. Okay, We're proud to represent the burnt orange and right. We're proud to represent 550,000 living alumni. We're proud to represent four national championship teams. We're proud to get to go do that. And we know who's behind us. And that's okay. Now let's go play. That's University of Texas head football coach Steve Sarkeesian. What? I guess I missed the T-shirt. What was the T-shirt thing? I was thinking the same thing. It like must national be national champs or something. It has to be our so long thanks for the trophies Big Twelve T-shirt we're selling at the ref store right now. It has to be it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the sure. only answer. That's probably it. Well. Um, it didn't take him long to settle in nicely to the propaganda line about 550,000 living alumni and all of that stuff. Um, I actually like that response from him. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, that's weird. He sent me something the day before, and then he said that. But, hey, it's it's just about us. You know, we know. It was, it was, yeah. it, he, he was ready for that question is what it yeah. sounded and like And he sounds me. like a normal football coach, right? Like that's how you're Which supposed to handle God, that. I hate I know. when they have a normal-sounding football coach. I know he didn't look normal the last time he coached a game at the Alamo Bowl when his <laughs> team was ready to run out. Like that's the version of him I like the best. But yeah, that wasn't Tom Herman up there today. That's for sure. No, no, no. I, I you know, he's say what you want. Um, I, I don't love doing it, but. It does appear, at least at the moment, that the University of Texas football program uh, has an adult at the wheel. But, <laughs> like I said, it's just for the moment. Well, that means they'll just run him out. of. They have a real adult there. That means it's, uh, it's inevitable. They'll run him out of town pretty quick. Yeah. They don't like that. Um, this acts like- I think they got a I, – I, there's going to be a mess on their hands this year. At quarterback, um, I was I watching that. It. I was watching that press conference or his press conference today, trying to find that audio clip that I just played, and I stumbled across a question of who's his backup quarterback, and I felt like he had about a three-minute answer that really didn't answer it. Unless I missed an answer in there somewhere, so I don't know if he's ready to say that just yet. Whether yeah. Arch is his backup QB or not, but yeah, it's it's going to be a mess because they're going to start with more than one guy this year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let it be their problem. That's fine. Hey, this this sounds like a uh, Monday of the spring game question, but I, I am interested in it from, from you, from me, and the text line as well. What individual player are you kind of excited slash interested to watch on Saturday? Because we're going to see a lot of the roster, at least I think, 
So one individual player more than anyone else is, I'm kind of ready to see this guy in action. Um, boy, that's there's, – there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. If I have to pick one above anyone else – Pitbull, Josiah Wagner? No. I mean, I'm excited to see him play. I mean, there's a lot of young guys. Josiah Wagner, you know, I can't wait to see what Adebare. I can't wait to see what other people see whenever they see Adebare out there in a uniform and what the dude looks like. You're not going to have to look very hard to find him. uh, I mean, no. No. Um, That's going to be awesome. But... I, for me, what I'm most interested to see and most excited to see, probably I, I feel like, especially on the defensive side, maybe be the biggest factor of how good we can be this year on the defensive side, and that's Justin Harrington. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, I think that's I, going to be a pretty popular answer and a big talking point after the game is what he looked like at, at Cheetah. And, and you saying that, it sounds like you think he's going to be the starting Cheetah on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the depth chart's going to say. The depth chart may say something else, but, I mean, he's been the starting Cheetah for, I mean, every practice that I've been out there to through spring and through – Training camp, he's been the starting cheetah. I mean, that's never really been a question, at least in my mind, that he's going to be the starter. Um, things can always change. If he doesn't play well or someone else does play really well, That, uh, I mean, everything is subject to change. But I feel like he's pretty locked into that spot. Um, no Personal observation, but, you know, that's, that's what I've witnessed. That's, that's my pick on defense. I just – I mean, he's been one of the most talked about players over the course of the past month during training camp um, for various reasons, as a couple of them you pointed out. So that's my pick on offense, or excuse me, on defense on offense. Let's see what the true freshman, Jacquez Petaway, looks like at wide receiver. I would think he's going to get some run on, on Saturday. I don't think he's going to yeah. start. Um, does he come in with that second group? We'll, we'll see, but I'm – I'm interested to see what his speed looks like in his his first game. Yeah. Offense is hard. I It's kind of a lame answer, but I'm why well, if I can pick the offensive line as a group, that's to me is the most because we're going to go where the offensive line takes us this year offensively. And Frankly, they should be blowing Arkansas State off the football. Dylan Gabriel should be super comfortable in the pocket. Should be able to do anything we want to with that front if our offensive line is. And, you know, I do expect them to get better as the year rolls on, and it's not the end of the world if they're not, you know, A++ on on the first game out as as a group that's getting their first starts together. But I expect them to look really, really good. Peyton Bowen from the 972. Uh, here's a, yeah, that's a good one. Nick Anderson from 903. Guy says all three backers. 430 says Lewis Carter. I'll even throw in a uh, Reggie Pearson submission. 
see if he comes up on a run play or a ball over the middle and cap someone. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, he's the guy that we're going to be holding our breath every single pass over the middle for a targeting call and an ejection. As much as I hate that rule, He's the guy that it could that you really worry about it coming into effect. It could on anyone at any moment, but he he looks like a headhunter the way he plays. By the way, this is the the favorite part of everyone's day, or everyone's Monday, I guess. Um, the music starts to get a little bit louder out there at the Newcastle Casino. Yeah, nothing better on a Monday than listening to Teddy talk OU football with Paula Abdul playing in the background. I was wondering, is that who that is, Paula Abdul, or I thought maybe some early Madonna or something. Paula Abdul, okay. Huh. Yeah. What do you well, fellas think the starting four wide receivers are going to be? Well, you mentioned three earlier. Um, going to be three, and that was Drake Stoops, that was Jaleel Farouk, and Andrew Anthony. Yeah, I think Drake Stoops, Jaleel Farouk, Andrew Anthony seems to be has been pretty consistently the number one group that I've seen whenever I've been out there. And I don't think anyone has been consistent enough to come up and take any of those spots. Um, you know, I I think wide receiver, kind of like maybe a, a handful of other positions, I think the starting lineup has little to do with like who we end up seeing the most and like what the actual snaps look like. You know, yeah. like I said, I I've feel pretty confident that Gavin Freeman's going to play as much or more than anyone else out there. So, and uh, I don't think he'll be listed as a starter. First game on Saturday with new rules. I fully expect myself, even though that I've seen and have understood the rules for about six months now, mm-hmm. to still scream at one point that the clock is still running even though you just got a first down. So what are they doing? That's Yeah, that's that's going to happen. And yeah. it'll be – It'll be in a 28 nothing game when it doesn't really matter, but I fully expect that to, to happen. Well, it depends what that first half line is and if we're on a, yeah. uh, on the fringe of a two-minute drive. <laughs> to cover the 35 or not, be watching that. Now, a, a lot's been made of that, like the new clock rules. Like how is that going to look in this first week? I'm sure that we'll notice it in some other games. Some other games are a lot closer, but unless well, you're like the- really paying attention to it Saturday, I, you, you may not even notice it. The takeaway from week zero seemed to be that um, heart don't even notice it, and the end result is the games appear to be a little bit quicker, not significantly quicker, um, and it, does, it looks like it's going to be difficult for offenses to be snapping the ball 100 times a game. But very small sample size, but uh, from what I saw and what – kind of the reviews were is that you don't even hardly notice hey back to that um brit your mark clip that sorry yeah. was talking about i'm trying to find what it exactly said anyway it was a message board post from one of the guys i think at inside texas here it is uh bobby burton game week is here and the longhorns were getting ready to go yesterday the team held a mock game complete with kickoffs down and distance scenarios, a halftime, and more. What do I mean by and more? A little pregame video was in store. The Horns watched the Texas Tech pep rally prior to getting out on the field. I think we should uh, thank the Big 12 commissioner for, for, for providing a little extra motivation and focus 
heading to next Saturday in the season. He's a genius. Smiling face. Emoji. That is good. I like it. Uh, use whatever fuel you can, right? I mean, that's, I totally that's what you that. do as a head coach. You use whatever fuel you can. Um, nobody yeah. believes in us. They're out to corrupt us. They're all, uh, you know, cheering against us, even our own conference mates. Yeah, uh, they use it. Sean says, I'm glad UT is focused on tech. Y- you know that Sark saw that. <laughs> you know that Sark saw that, and he said, oh, thank God. Thank you so much. Uh, after everything that's been said about Texas, they're going to the playoff. They got a Heisman Trophy finalist at quarterback that's going to be picked in the top 15. Uh, it's been really hard to find anti-Texas thoughts going into this year. That might be the first one. I'm sure Sark is using that as hu- as much as humanly possible. Do you I think don't, I don't blame him? What are the chances that Jerry Maguire at Texas Tech is going to use Maguire. the fact that Sarkeesian? used their pep rally as motivation for his team, he's going to use that whole scenario as motivation for his team, right? And, and somehow every team's going to get motivation out of this yeah. at some point this year. Yeah, I like it. Use what you can. Still from others. Whatever whatever their headlines they're creating, use them to your advantage. It's good stuff. Uh, who doesn't root against Texas outside of Austin says Shark. Yeah. Um, yeah, are they? Yeah, are they just figuring that out. Seriously, seven eight five. Who's the third linebacker starter? Stut- Stutzman, Canick, and who? Says uh, Texas Harrington. Kansas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the way it is, like the way the defense is, is the cheetah slash nickel. That's your third backer. That's the Sam backer. Um, but you know, I do think we're going to see multiple guys at Mike. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me if the starting Mike Backer is an or on the depth chart. Kanek or Kobe McKenzie, or maybe even Connor Near in there. And I do, as long as McKenzie's ready to go, I don't know if he is or not. But if he is, I would expect to see at least all three of those guys and maybe more. I, You know, you could see uh, Pichotti. Later in the game, rotate in at Mike Backer some as well. What's uh, who, what's not going to be like? No chance for an OR tomorrow. Quarterback's not going to have an OR at starter. Um, two tackles on the O line, I would guess. Correct. Center. I don't think. I'm. I don't think you'll have one at all on the offensive line. Okay, so all across the offensive line, quarterback. I I feel pretty good about your three at wide receiver. But are we tight see, end, won't have one. Won't have one at tight end. Will you have one at all at wide receiver with the starters? Drake I Stoops or Gavin Freeman or just Drake Stoops? I think it's just going to be Drake Stoops, Andrew Anthony, okay. and Jalil Farouk. But I'm not. I would guess a lot of wars at running back tomorrow. Um, I don't know. There may not be. You may just have. You may just have Marcus Major. I guess you could have an or in there, but I don't expect them to list a bunch of guys as the starter at or. Uh, Stutzman won't be an or. You just mentioned the other backer spots. Uh, Bowen won't be an or. Yeah, he will. You think, um, sorry, Bowman, my bad. Billy yeah, Bowman. Bowman, Bowman will not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bowen or uh, Reggie Pearson? Or is it just Pearson's a starter? <sighs> 
I don't I don't know how they handled that. Um, I don't know how they handled that. I think I think Bowen could be an or at the second safety spot. I think he could be an or as the second team cheetah. Um, he may be an or on both safety spots, frankly. You know, and you know he he does he is a starter on some of their units, but I don't think they'll have depth charts on those listed. Woody Washington won't have an or. I'm guessing. Um, second, Agree. Second corner spot for sure has an or, or is he yeah, just going to say Josiah Wagner up top? I think for sure it will have an okay. or. D line. I don't know. I, I would say. I don't know how it's going to be listed, but as long as they're healthy. I would expect to see Wagner, Gentry Williams, and Kendall Dolby there. Laulu and Dejon Terry listed as starters, or is there an or next to either of those two? I think you could have, and this is one of those legitimate ors where I think that it, it just kind of, I, it really doesn't matter how you mix any of them up. I think it it will be Kelly and Co. And both of those will have an or with Laulu and Terry. Yeah. So you're essentially you're too deep at interior. I think will say or. What about an I, edge and defensive end? Is Bothroyd a definite starter? I would. My guess is you'll have Downs as a starter, Bothroyd as a starter, and I don't know how they'll handle the or situation. It wouldn't shock me if you had Bothroyd or Grimes listed there, but I think that would probably be – I think it's most likely Downs and Bothroyd listed as starters, and you could have an or in there with um, uh, with Grimes. So A lot of ors tomorrow. A lot of ors. Expect that. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next here from Newcastle. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. At Landers CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve. Make this the summer event with our best offers, like $9,000 off 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee. PeakKubota.com. The Great Plains Kubota Decade Warranty is additional coverage offered exclusively by Great Plains Kubota. For complete warranty eligibility and coverage information, contact your local Great Plains Kubota. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Time for our Under the Radar segment. Brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures, which is where I will be before the game on Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Come by uh, Boyd Street Ventures on Campus Corner. Come say hi before kickoff. Plank will be there from 7 to 8. I will be there from 8 to 10. And, of course, we'll also be at uh, Balfour of Norman as well from 7 to 10 a.m. for our pregame coverage on Saturday. Uh, Boy Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. We've already discussed several intriguing storylines for Saturday's game. Here's an under-the-radar storyline, in my opinion, for Saturday's game. It is under the radar. It could prove to be very important. Who is the second-team tight end? And how well does that individual play on Saturday? And in what role is that individual involved on uh, Saturday? Yeah. I mean, that that is something to watch, and that's 
part of like whenever I was talking about the offensive line in the run game, I mean, the tight ends are tied to that as well. And I, we know we're going to get Stogner as the starter. Uh, who the move tight end is going to be, uh, probably uh, Fanul, 80, and Llewellyn, and Blake Smith. So who's going to get the most time? I don't know. I would say probably Blake Smith, but I, I'm i not – totally convinced of that we just have to wait and see i you know the the backup tight end position is a it's an interesting one man i i i'm hopeful that someone emerges right now as a, a really nice second tight end but i guess i just don't know who the front runner could be i and, and that could whoever is Second team on Saturday, that could absolutely change in three weeks' time. And it yeah. probably wouldn't shock me if that, that ended up being the case. Right. But yeah, backup tight end is something that we will uh, we will definitely be watching for. And, and really, even the starting tight end, too, um, that's probably an under-the-radar storyline. Like, we know that it's going to be Stogner, but how well is he moving around? Just what does he, what does he look like? He looks good to me. haven't seen him a couple me. of years ago. When I've been out to practice – he looks good to me. I feel like he moves well. I feel like he he's a capable blocker. I think I think he is better in space than a lot of people think he is because he's so damn big. It looks like he's not moving fast, but he's so huge that he actually is moving pretty well. And the body position is more important than anything. I mean, there's a reason you have big guys for that role is for mismatches against smaller defenders. And I think he plays that role perfectly. It's just how well are they able to build off of, you know, the running game to get the play action, the boot stuff going. That's where he's going to have his biggest uh, biggest roles, I think. Eric and the OC backup tight end is Josh Fanuel from what I hear. Huh? A little scuttlebutt on the backup tight yeah. end spot, according to well, Aaron. He's, I mean, he's one of the guys that's rotated through, um, and he's number eighty. Pretty big body. Um, from what I see, a long way to go before he's a. I mean, we're just. I would say, like the biggest jump. And from one at one position from last year to this year, I think is going to be Cheetah. The biggest step back from one position last year to this year, I think, is whoever the move tight end is, the blocking H back. That you know, sometimes it can be your starter, whatever the guy that's moving to block. What Braden Willis did last year, we just don't have that at the moment. So I mean. You- I think you've seen this team a few times, but I'm sure you even have questions about the defense. But this text says, ask Teddy if the defense looks better than last year. Let let me ask that this way. Since you've seen this defense a few times and we haven't, what is going to be some of our first impressions with this year's defense compared to a year ago? Um, Whether they're faster, they're bigger. 
The defensive line's a lot bigger. They tackle Defe- better. Defensive line is um, they're a little bit bigger, but they're much. I, I think their their starting group is significantly better, and their two deep is uh, drastically better. So their their rotation is is so much deeper and better than it was last year. Um, excellent. Like, that's the biggest difference right now. Backer, I mean, Stutzman's going to be an improved version of himself, but the Mike Backer, I the potential is to be better than we were there last year with Aguebu, but I don't think it's going to be there in game one. Like, there may be a play or two that flashes that looks better, but I think it's going to take a while for that that position to get like consistent so i guess as a whole i wouldn't necessarily say that backer is a whole lot better right now but it has the chance to be by mid-season yeah by the way the uh, under the radar segment brought to you by boy street ventures boy street ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar sooner startups learn how you can help support ou innovation at boydstreetventures.com a lot of depth charts being released today. Well, some. Some have just chosen not to release one at all. So uh, when we got what caught nice. your eye coming up next segment, there's a lot of interesting things going on as coaches are forced, forced to let everyone know uh, who they think might start this weekend. Right. Who wants their fan base to know who's lining up at what position? One coach and in particular definitely doesn't. I guess. I You know – I get it to some degree. Why give away information that you don't necessarily need to? Especially, like, it's one thing if you're playing a, a D2 school in a non-conference game right out of the gate. Like, there's really not a reason to hide anything. But I could understand if you got a top-10 matchup and there's some question as to what maybe some of your position groups may look like. Like, I would get that. But, but what if you host Middle part, Tennessee on Saturday? I mean, it's a little right. bit ridiculous if you don't even release that's, one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Talking so. to you, Nick. Talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye. Next, stay tuned. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. At Landers CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve. Make this the summer event with our best offers, like $9,000 off 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee L or lease a 2023 Jeep Renegade for $299 a month. Landers CDJR of Norman, driven to serve. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rums. Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at WYG? Communication is a priority. Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is? Well, Jimbo Fisher named Connor Vegman the starting quarterback for uh, Texas A&M. Uh, he beat out Big, uh, excuse me, Max Johnson. Uh, who transferred say, from LSU. You about to say Big Max Johnson? <laughs> I feel like that's what you're about to say. Um, what do you think? 
Vegman any good at QB? I mean, he's not going to lead A&M to an SEC title, but the few good moments they had last year down the stretch, which I think basically was just a win over LSU at home, I think he was the quarterback in that game. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised that the former five-star won this quarterback battle. He last year was the only FBS player with more than 120 pass attempts that did not throw an interception. Completed 70 of 132 passes for 896 and eight touchdowns. Not bad. Was 12 of 18 against uh, with two touchdowns against Louisiana State. So. Well, I hope he can uh, break up fights on the sidelines because he might have to do that a few times this year. Maybe that's why he won the job. He was best at that. All right. In the latest example of why everyone despises the NCAA with a deep, deep hatred, um, Arizona State postseason ban uh, after what Herm Edwards and staff did, recruiting violations, hosting recruits during COVID, um, Dead periods, uh, ASU is um, self-imposing a postseason ban uh, to try and save themselves from harsher penalties from the NCAA, punishing everyone except for the people that were uh, to blame for what went down. Arizona State is cowardly and weak. The NCAA is doing everything they can right now to show that they still have a grip on college football with Michigan, with uh, um, with LSU, with Arizona State. Pathetic. Yeah, um, I I became a fan of Killy, Kenny uh, Dillingham today, and not I didn't dislike him before that. I didn't really have that much of an opinion, but when I saw what he said to the media after today and what he told his team and how. This is, you know what, everyone is rooting for Arizona State to just pack it in. A lot of people probably think that, well, Arizona State's got nothing to play for. You know, they're not going to be that tough of an opponent this year. He had, and I wish I could play it, but I didn't edit some of the uh, four-letter words that he had there. It was, if you have some time, go back and listen to what Kenny Dillingham said. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll probably become a fan of him. I I did today. I I loved it. And and he was honest. He's like, to think that. You know, he had to tell his team game week, hey, you guys can't play in a bowl game this year. And he's saying to think that 18 to 22-year-olds are going to go out and have a good Tuesday practice is absolutely delusional. But they did the best they could do, and here's what I told them, and here's how we're going to go about this year. So I'll be be rooting for him. Yep. No, I I am too. It's frustrating. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals have placed – Kyler Murray on the physically unable to perform list, and they've also cut Colt McCoy. So everyone is thinking it's tank season for the Arizona Cardinals. Man, man, what it looks like. Kyler, the 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 opinion in the NFL of Kyler Murray, how different is it now compared to two years ago? Yeah, it is. You know, here's the thing, I. I think it's the right move for Kyler to be on the pup list. His injury happened late. Um, there's no reason to rush a guy back that's making as much money as he is. That's important to the future of your of your team. Arizona Cardinals are not winning the Super Bowl this year, so give Kyler Murray as much time as he needs. Um, I, I got no problem with that. But 
Kyler is going to be under some pressure to perform whenever he comes back. I hope he's putting in the time and, and uh, you know, running up those hours on the iPad watching film, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, hopefully. That's what he needs. And the last one I've got, I feel his pain. Matt Stafford just cannot relate to the younger players. Tyler, did you see this? He's been really trying to find ways to relate. He just he just can't do it. He says as soon as practice is over and there's a chance to, to start to meet some of the guys and hang out with some of the guys and build a bond, all everyone does is stare at their phones, leave the facility, everyone goes their separate ways. He's feeling like an old man, and he is, I guess. Show them that Super Bowl ring, Matt, if you need any yeah. respect from those guys. That's what I would do. That's uh, right. Okay, Indiana head coach Tom Allen says that Indiana has a starting kicker, but he won't reveal that publicly. Um, one of the stranger things that I've seen so far today with all the, the death chart reveals, yes, we have a starting kicker. We're not going to tell you who it is until game day. Wow. Huh. I like it. I like it. Don't give your opponent just any information whatsoever. Keep them on their toes since they don't know who's going to jog out for the 27-yard field goal early in the second quarter. Oh, what if it's a left-footed kicker? Changes the block point, Tyler. They could, I guess. Um, Nick Saban, we hinted at him last segment, but this is the first time in his 17 years of coaching or 17 years at Alabama that he hasn't released a formal death chart the week of the season opener he said quote it creates a lot of distractions within the locker room and quite frankly you know we don't need that I want all of our players to continue to compete continue to compete for playing time to try to play at the highest level and I don't want anyone on our team to think that they're a backup player or whatever end quote is he doing all this so he doesn't have to release a starting quarterback no well yeah yes he's doing it so he doesn't have to release a starting quarterback He's also doing it for everyone out there that is picking his team to not be any good anymore and, like, his time has passed him up. He's not going to give them any information at all to write any stories about them, period. Nothing. Middle Tennessee State coming to town for uh, Alabama on Saturday. No update on Cam Rising. And this is one that you probably don't have too much of an issue with. He got hurt in the Rose Bowl last year. But Kyle Whittingham saying, yeah, you will you may find out 10 minutes before the start of the game. They play Florida coming up on Thursday night, a game I'm really excited about. We're not going to hear if Cam Rising's playing or not until they kick the thing off, essentially. I'm 70% sure he's going to um, be the That's the new starting number on this show, 70%. <laughs> That's right. Um, next, ACC expansion team odds. There are odds out right now for teams to join the ACC. Okay. Stanford is at plus 400, which is implied probability 20%. Cal is at plus 400. SMU plus 650. Memphis plus 1,000. South Florida plus 1,200. Washington State plus 1,500. Oregon State plus 1,500. So a vote apparently is coming soon for Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And, uh, well, if you think those teams are going to be added to the ACC, you can make some nice cash off of it. I there's I don't know man I could be viewing this thing totally wrong but I don't think there's a chance in hell the ACC adds those teams why would they why would they divide what they have by more teams 
that that don't bring anything to the mix at all. I think I saw something this weekend. They think they're going to get more TV revenue out of it, but how much more, really? And is that is that really worth it to add those three teams? I just, I, wow. I mean, I, I would, I would think that they don't get added. It didn't, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know. If you're ESPN, why would you add money whenever you're not adding any marquee games? You're adding more bad games that you're going to be forced to to cover and televise. Yeah. That's the opposite of what the networks are trying to do. Notre Dame and Navy set a world record this weekend. No, not for a number of beers drank or anything like that. Notre Dame and Navy in Ireland set a new world record for the largest number of Americans traveling internationally for a single sporting event. 39,176 American fans made their way to Dublin, Ireland for the Notre Dame Navy game. Huh. That does not seem accurate at all. Yeah, let's go with it. That's I mean, they have that number right, right up 30, 39,176. It's amazing they know the exact number. Yeah, that seems like a total guess. And is there really – there's never been any other event ever that that many people have traveled abroad for? Over 39,000. That would have to be Olympics or World Cup, right? Well, does Canada count as international travel? Ooh. Um, because if if it does, I know for a fact – more than thirty nine thousand Buffalo Bills fans, drunk Bills fans, there yeah. traveled to Toronto whenever we played there, the Miami Dolphins. There weren't there that many sober Bills fans, but there was some drunk no. Bills fans making the yeah. If that qualifies, then that world record sucks. Uh, that's all I have, other than Kenny Dillingham being a, a legend, and I'm yeah. and I'm rooting for them. Oh, also the Bill Plaschke um, <laughs> headline from yesterday, the L.A. Times front page of the sports page. USC wins its opener, but there's no defense for its damn defense. Wow. It's a heck of a headline, man. Dang. That's brutal. Brutal. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? With these final deals of the summer, you'll be feeling better than ever. That's right. This year's hottest savings are here. Right now, take up to $9,000 off MSRP on new 2023 Silverado Crew Cabs in stock. Also, shop our large pre-owned selection, backed by the Lander's Advantage. So feel good all summer long. And shop Lander Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. One, one other thing to note from uh, college football that was uh, announced today, Jalen Daniels, starting quarterback at KU. He will start the opener on uh, Friday night. I believe they play Missouri State. So he had some back issues throughout training camp, set out some practices, but Jalen Daniels will be uh, back and ready to go for Friday. Big news for them. Gavin Freeman got on scholarship this weekend. That was awesome. Very awesome. Not a surprise. He needed to be on scholarship for everything the head coach and the offensive coordinator said about him, but he's there. He's what a there. pickup. How awesome has it been um, for that kid?
burst onto the scene as soon as he showed up as a walk-on true freshman. I mean, one of the first times after they practiced, he's probably the first guy out of Brent Venable's mouth, right, whenever he got in front of a microphone and has continued to be praised by the head football coach at every single turn. And in a year's time, he's on scholarship and a key contributor for the football team. Isn't that crazy? I I hope he scores a million touchdowns this year. Mm. And nice. we'll um, – I, I hope he makes all-conference receiver and we'll put a banner up down there in Lubbock so Jerry Maguire can see it every day he goes into work. Well, the way they've uh, handled OU players in the All Big 12 team the past three years – he might have to have a million touchdowns to be all Big 12 first team. Now, I, I mean, in even mentioning the first carry that he ever had or first touch that he ever had in OU uniform, yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Like we, I think we all project him to have a big role in this offense. I guess where is he? What is he best at as a wide receiver? Creating space for himself after the yeah. catch, like, well, like what? Um, I think running routes, creating space for himself, and creating opportunities. Really good after the catch, good speed, excellent change of direction, but I think that's best for him finding ways to get open in the middle of the field. Um, And he could do some really good stuff stuff after the catch, don't get me wrong, but I I think it's better for his route running and how precise he can be and explosive. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a big year. It'd be pretty I don't know surprising. what the total numbers are going to look like. It'd be surprising but, if he didn't have a big impact on yeah. this offense at this point. It really would be. Yep, agree. We uh, we close it all to identifying wide receiver. Oh, you said Gavin Freeman before you left for vacay a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I You know, I think that – I don't know that this year we have – like what you would traditionally consider a number one, I think we're going to have, I think Andrew Anthony is going to be our de- best deep ball guy. I think Drake Stoops is probably going to be our go-to third down guy. I think Gavin Freeman is probably going to be our work the middle of the field guy and probably takes the most of the the quicks or the whatever those routes are called the where they come across in motion and the little touch pass i think he'll take the most of those i think each receiver kind of fill, fills a unique little void there on the offense and frankly that may be better than having just a go-to guy i'm just trying to think of other years where we've seen that type of approach for an ou offense and there's not one that immediately comes to mind. I mean, it can't be a good approach this year, but it feels like the, the best OU offenses are more times than not. They've had a true, legit number one guy. 2017? Yeah, well, I mean, your number one receiver didn't emerge until, like, game, what, seven of the year? He made his yeah, first big well, play game seven, wherever that Oklahoma State game fell in that schedule. It was the back half, and he ended up leading the team in receiving yards. So that's probably the best example you have. Well, 
he read he led in receiving yards, but it wasn't by much, right? Because wasn't Mark Andrews? Mark was Andrews close. was like a yeah. thousand. Mark Andrews was very close, and I think Mark Andrews had more receptions, but Mark Marquise Brown I think had more receiving yards. You had Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb were all within two hundred yards from a thousand to eight hundred. Seven, eight, and seven in touchdowns. Spread pretty evenly. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner.